Welcome back to Lancer. Uh, we are picking up in the second half of our session recording. Uh, in the first half, we saw our pilots uh, very quickly preparing uh, for the incoming Manticorp uh, advance force, um, trying to do what they can to set up traps or come up with diversions that might help them once they arrive on planet. Uh, we saw Chimera uh, setting charges uh, with her wealth of knowledge uh, about um, Iridium Alum uh, to to plan for the detonation of the mine. Uh, we saw Comet uh, rigging up various power systems uh, so that they could turn the turrets back on after they left, making it look like the mine was untouched or at least not breached. Um Orion and Rock headed back to the city. Uh, Orion uh, headed off to discuss with Torse. Um, that is that, that basically going over what had been discussed in her absence uh, and what uh, what Comet had decided uh, the group was going to be doing now, uh, taking a, a a very a very real face turn in this universe what i signed everyone up for basically what i voluntold what everyone's gonna do uh and then our uh our ace pilot rock here uh very swiftly uh achieved his goal of getting in getting to the power station and getting his uh little uh offloaded package of uh no say tolerance uh who is a respected engineer who used to work at the power plant who's going to help him bring the system back online so that it can then be turned back offline in a more explosive manner um as the party was making their preparations and getting ready to see what uh they could do to prepare um it came to the attention of Torse uh, as she was figuring out what their plan was going to be that Manticorp has arrived. Mere moments ago, the lead ship of the Manticorp advance fleet has warped in to the edge of the system a full day early from the estimations. It was thought they were going to be sending ships that would need to use the gate. As free-jumping ships are a lot rarer. And, well, it does limit the amount of ships that have arrived. It does appear that there is a single large ship that has arrived, uh, not a full fleet. Um, but it definitely puts a kink in the timing. Um, so we're going to go back down into the scene where they discover this. Uh, Orion and uh, Torse, as you're having a conversation on the bridge of the DBC, you've just found out that Manticorp has arrived. What do you do from here? Curse everything out. <laughs> Panic! <laughs> uh, Torse, Rock is in the city. I'm going to need you to send a message to him that Manticorp has arrived a full day early everything that we've been planning is going to have to be moved up a full 24 hours. 
That includes you leaving. <sighs> okay, well, um, I mean, I guess it's good that I'm ready. You better get off the ship and I'll leave now. Okay. I'm going to grab a sandwich on my way out. I'm actually hungry. As <laughs> Rock leaves the bridge. It may be, or not Rock, it, as Orion leaves the bridge. It may be a while until <laughs> you next have I? a sandwich. I <laughs> <laughs> very sneaky, sneaky, sir. <laughs> oh, no. As Rock reveals he was in the bridge the whole time. <laughs> he steps out of the shadows, holding a sandwich. <laughs> you thought you could eat my lunch. I go into the fridge, take the sandwich that's labeled her rock, leave. No, All right. No. So, uh, Orion, uh, after a brief detour to grab some supplies, uh, you head back down, uh, you get on the Prometheus, and yeah, it is, it is, like, it's still going to take uh, a full day on sublight, uh, you assume, uh, for the lead ship of the Manticorp advanced fleet to make it to the planet and get in orbit here. But this is sooner than you were hoping. Uh, you kind of just open up the side panel, you eject the Prometheus, uh, and as you're leaving um, the... As you're simultaneously leaving the uh, spaceport, uh, the DBC is also taking off. And Rock, uh, that's why I wanted to pause you where you were. Uh, as you're making your way back from the power plant to get some more supplies for no say, um, you know, you're glancing around and you're, you're keeping track of your surroundings and you see the DBC taking off from the spaceport. Did Torsay send him the message? That is what I asked her to do. Yep. Um, as it is lifting off into the air, you get a uh, shortwave uh, kind of uh, it's not like a it's not like a two way communication. It's like one of those like dispatch communications. You can respond if you want to still. But um, it's just from the DBC uh, and it is simultaneously like it's it's like as you open it, it appears on two of your screens. To your left, uh, a image that is a readout of the scans of the system uh, that, that shows a, a ship having uh, entered uh, the system. Uh, mm -hmm. And on the right, uh, a message from Torsay that says, looks like the party started early. I have to leave now. Orion said we're starting right now. Okay, uh, I, I just kind of look at it and go, well, fuck. Uh, and then keep doing what I'm doing. All right. Yeah, you head back to the uh, to the lev sled. Um, there are various other things here. They are smaller than the one thing you brought. So you're going to be able to grab um, uh, either you can get the computer banks or you can get the three tubes. Uh, you're going to have to make at least two more trips. Okay, uh, I I don't know if it matters, so I'll just grab the computer bank, I guess. Cool. Yeah, you uh, you're gonna go ahead and take that back. Um, do you do anything? Do you change what you're doing in any way, or are you kind of like keeping to the same schedule, timetable, and cadence you were previously? Uh, I don't have anything to change yet. Okay. So at the moment, no. It's this is 
the plan. Deviating from it would cause more problems. That's what I would expect from Rock. Um, you, you know, you get underway, you get your job going, you know what your timetables are, you know how long you expected to get this done, so you keep on it. Um, you get your supplies uh, back to the power plant uh, as you make your second drop-off here. Um, you have to get Nosei's attention to know, like, what to do with the uh, computer banks that you brought with you. Uh, he is still working on the cooling systems. Um, he directs you to a um, basically a, a server room. Um, mm-hmm. And he he has he has you help. Um, so this is going to take a little bit more of your time here as he's going to need the kind of the strength of your mech to kind of lift it onto the tracks and slide it back into place. Um, it is not very hard. It's not even as hard as getting the coolant back in place was. It is literally like almost like getting a jaw back on track and then just sliding it in. Mm-hmm. Um but after you do that, uh, he takes some more of the tools that you brought back for him and gets to work reattaching all the various electronics. Um, while you're here, he does give you an update. He says, well, after you make the final trip, uh, it shouldn't take him more than maybe five hours to get everything reconnected. Well, that's good. Uh, and then the plant will be ready. That's correct. And maybe we'll start on phase two. All right. And Orion, as you leave the DBC, where are you going? Orion is going. It's probably, yeah, Orion is going to send a shortwave message to Roxette that just says, returning to camp. Rock, probably know what that means. And then Orion is going to sh- um, quickly but safely return to the camp as you know as yep. soon as possible yeah that's going to take a majority like of that's going to take the rest of the day you're going to get there after midnight um yep. basically to get back there at this point um rock you you keep at it um the time it takes him to get out of the city is basically the time it takes you to to keep going uh you get the last drop off you need to the power plant. Uh, Nose takes a look at it and he just kind of like nods agreeably. He's like, okay, uh, this is everything. I, I need to finish up the job here. Um, what do you want to do about the iridium? Rock. What, that was to me? Yes. Sorry, I mis- misunderstood. I thought you were talking about someone else. No, no, no. This this is no say. After you bring him like the remaining things he needs for getting the plant back online, like he's he's ready to continue working where he is. Um, mm-hmm. And he asks you, Rock. He like looks up at your mag. He's like, okay, well, what do you want to do about the radio the uh, iridium alum? Uh, well, the idea was to increase the yield of the explosion ideally so yeah i'm just mean are you gonna go get that now or are we gonna come back tomorrow and do this how how are we gonna set this up i i don't remember if we've just decided how to do that and i don't know if we have time now uh you Uh, do know that based off of the plans you were given by joyce um, the Iridium alum stockpile is in the city, um, and you have the access codes to get to it. Um, 
You just have to make the decision of how you are going to get that iridium alum from stockpile to the power plant and when. Okay. Um, can we repair some of the uh, the beacons and activate one of them as a distraction to cover us to get the alloy? Oh, uh, you can totally try. That's something that's within within options. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm sorry. I, that was a, I was asking. No, say that. I will go away and come back as someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, did you work on these beacons? Do you know anything about them? Uh, I think I can figure them out. Um, it's still going to take me some time to work on the plant here. Uh, if you want to, you know, pitch in and, and help here. Um, do you know much about computers engineering? Uh, enough to be dangerous, I suppose. He um, like, he like shrugs a little bit and says, well, uh, I mean, if, if I you can... need me to take a look at one of them, uh, one of them resonators, I can see if uh, what it needs is something simple. I can probably get it back online for you. I'm trying to decide if I want to take the the uh, <coughs> sled over to the Iridium or not ahead of time. Do I, like, I guess, what, where is the stockpile located? Uh, the stockpile is located on the south part of Flus Delta. Um, you're kind of to the east. Um, imagine that uh, if the city is kind of like a circle, um, the northeast of the city is about where the spaceport is. The east is where the power plant is. The south is where the stockpile is. And you guys left the city going like northwestish to get to the mountains. So the, the, the sled's on the northwestern side. The then. northwest side of the city is where you left the sled, yes. Okay. Uh, then I think I'm going to take that and get that to the stockpile for now. Get it loaded up and ready. Okay. Um, I'm assuming it's... If I take it, like, around, that should be easier. Yes. Safer. Uh, it is safer and costs more time. Um, you yeah. know that with the route you would uh, run with the sled attached to you, um, getting from the northwest part of the city to the southern part of the city is going to take about an hour and a half, two hours. That's fine. OK, yeah. And I, uh, I will do that. Then. You're safe getting out of the city. You're by yourself now. You're not escorting anything. You have all the data that um, the mapping uh, that uh, Comet did. Uh, earlier in uh, this mission. Um, mm -hmm. So you're able to get out of the city without any problems. Um, you get the sled um, and you know that Nosei is ready to just keep working at the power plant for the next five hours or so. So like while he's doing that, you're getting all this done. Mm -hmm. It is going late though. And rock is probably getting a little tired. Um, you started this day hiking out to the mine, engaging in combat and mines, um, dashing as quickly as you could back to the mining base, picking up Nosei, escorting him to the city. And you've been basically lugging hard cargo in your mech for the last like four or five hours. Um, 
it is getting towards night. Um, it is dark in the city, um, which doesn't make it any harder for you getting around the beasts. Um, but it is just a little bit odder because it is this large, empty, fully modern city that just there is not a single light on in the whole place. Um, and you're just kind of like skirting around the outside. It almost in some ways, it looks a little post apocalyptic as you're kind of like skirting around in a large circle around Flus Delta to get to its southern side. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to do, Rock? Um, if I feel like I need to, I'll use the stimulant that I have. OK, uh, if, uh, if you're going to if, if you're going to keep you know... pushing yourself through the night into the next morning, you'll probably need to use it to like. Make mm-hmm. sure you're not like taking any unnecessary risks with like your attention and piloting. Um, but like just piloting late into the night is okay. And you're it's going to be like maybe one, two in the morning by the time you get to the sled to the southern side of the city. Okay. So you can decide then what you're going to do from there. Yep. Yep. I will. Uh, I want to flash back to comet and chimera um you have made your way uh with concern and valet back from the mine um you have uh rigged the mine uh, as far as you're aware to explode nice and good um as you get out of range you reactivate the turrets to make it look like the mine's defenses are still up uh if at least not very badly damaged um and what are you guys doing as you head back towards the mining camp? Um, shooting the breeze. <laughs> I, I, I think I would like to talk about like what we should do for our remaining time. Like, you know, what would make the most sense in terms of like building defenses, getting right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to word this in such a way, not knowing the information we know, cause we don't know it yet about right. the early arrival. Like, I feel like everyone says to me like, you know, like, are we all ready to make a quick, um, quick skedaddle once um once the ships arrive like you know are we ready to load up as load up like those kind of questions Mm -hmm. uh casper will just say look i know that this might be a little hectic and you guys are placing a lot of trust in us but trust me if there's one thing i can guarantee if we can just make it to the edge of the system they'll never be able to follow us for a, for a sec, I thought he was going to say everything will go according to plan. And I'm like, that'd be some real cruel irony right there. Don't worry. Everything is exactly according to plan. You get back to base. Orion arrives. Everything is off of plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Plans have been changed. Oh, no. But, but I'll, in, all, in all seriousness, I'll, I'll, I'll ask, like, okay, so, like, what do, what do we have to do well, like so we hold just just re- recite the plan and not just as a background for people like i don't know chuck who are just trying to remember how everything works is we're gonna try to hold them off until the ships arrive and then we just load up everyone's remaining gear the base is empty we cheese it and hopefully manticorp doesn't follow us i guess yes um the big plan is primarily deception and defense you're going to try and make them run in circles as much as you can waste as much time and effort and money of theirs as you can. Um, 
any wild goose chase is acceptable. Uh, any anything you can do to squeeze extra days out of them will get you valuable time to wait out until the evacuation ship arrives. If it comes down to a fight, uh, Casper makes no qualms about it. It's like, if it comes down to it, I will fight <laughs> Manticore to get these colonists off world. But let's hope that if it comes to that, it will be a tired, weakened version of their force after we do as much guerrilla warfare as is possible. Well, truth be, to- truth be told, I think my biggest concern is like, you know, even if we do manage to hold them off, like what's stopping them from shooting us out of the sky as we escape? Like, I hope we have some good shields on these ships. Yes. Um, the the plan is that um, I don't think they're going to be able to. They won't know that the colony ship uh, is evacuating uh, until we're leaving. Gotcha. By well, then, it will be too late for them to react in time. We we called in. Um, we have access to some things, and let's just say. The one some- the one problem we're going to run into is the power it takes to get a ship off of planet and to break into orbit is the only time they're going to be able to detect our ship. You have cloaking tech? Well, kind of. All right. Well, I guess I'll just have to see for myself when the time (laughs) comes. Yeah. Yeah, getting... I don't mind a little little dramatic suspense. Our our ships... uh, Let's just say our ships uh, run real cold. Um, when they're monitoring for heat signatures, um, the only time we're going to make a blip in their systems is when we're trying to break atmosphere. Silent running. Yeah. You know, when the hull's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not running if it's not working. Um, I'm going to regret asking this, Astro, but speaking of dramatic effect... I, you already know for a fact that I haven't seen any of your movies, but is there anything in any of your movies that could apply to this situation? Like anything we can do to like any ideas where we can hold stuff up, assuming they're realistic. I mean, I have no, I'm making no assumptions about your movies, but I'm just saying like any ideas that we can kind of draw on here to well, hold things off. Now that you mentioned it, I did a keep, movie. Keep, keep, keep it under five minutes. Well, I did I did a film where I played the uh, rebel leader of a workers union um, that uh, escaped a, uh, a labor camp, kind of similar to the situation. Um, and at the climatic scene, I gave an inspiring speech when everyone was at their lowest and we all stormed the gates and and made it out Um Perhaps so I could so give a speech to everyone so, and so raise you're, their you're, spirits. You're useless, is what you're telling me. Okay, well, that was worth I a could, shot. I, I could, I, I, I almost won an Oscar for that speech. I could recite it word for word. 
The Oscar has survived for hundreds yeah, of years. I was going to say, of but, all things that survived, but it's, it's, the complete, it's completely divorced from what the Oscar <laughs> used to yeah. be. Like, Oscar is now just an acronym for something that is, <laughs> like, like, some very, some out, very marketable... Space. Yeah, it's, like, some very marketable, brandable thing. It's just the it's word survive. It has, tell me it's a hot dog. <laughs> it, it's shaped like a hot dog. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar Mayer Wiener Award. <laughs> I like outer space carrier anomaly. I, I was gonna. I, I was <laughs> going like to that. ask. I was going to ask Comet what the movie of his was that is basically just the eighteen thousandth remake of Seven Samurai. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> it, they just keep adding more numbers. And it becomes less impressive, you know, because it went from seven samurai to 50, 50 space cowboys. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, um, well, if you don't think a speech will do. Um, I'm, I thinking more like, I'm thinking more like subterfuge, you know. Um, well, um I mean, we already have plans to to distract Manticore once they arrive. Um, what with the power plant and the mines, um, if we could just deviate them from their course, um, if we could draw them, draw some of them into the city, uh, and uh, they're certainly going to be checking the mine. We know that for sure. Um, so they'll 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 be rigged to blow. Um, we just have to keep them occupied. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, know I, what uh, are you. I don't know. Uh, are you suggesting uh, something more is needed, Evelyn? Maybe some kind of undercover assignment. Yeah, I have no idea what you're implying. I was just thinking that we got a day to kill. I think I might be able to come up with, whip up with something in that period of time. Something well, small, but I mean, like you know, better than. Better something than nothing. Oh, we can put our heads together and think about it. Yeah, we got a. I, I'm sorry for saying this, but we got all we, we got a whole day ahead of us. We can figure something out. We have a whole 24 hours, <laughs> as I understand it. Yeah, and I have received no information <laughs> that would make me think otherwise. <laughs> dun dun dun. Cut away. <laughs> Well, let's the just dramatic get back irony to... in this scene is only slightly undercut by the fact that Comet is hamming it up. <laughs> <laughs> His hamming ability is so powerful he can predict the future. <laughs> <laughs> His new type ability is that he hams it up so hard he's accidentally acting out future scenes. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> His sense of dramatic irony can be used to predict the future. Okay, let's let's steer away from Lady in the Water a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're I think we're done with the scene. Um, so yes, uh, well, yes. the only thing I'll add um, as we we talk is, you know, I think we should just make sure, um, you know, just double check the fortifications we have going on at base because yeah. if. Worst worst case scenario, they f they stumble upon the base. It needs to be defensible as possible. Yeah, that's um, a good instinct. Mm -hmm. So, 
that would be my 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 first priority. Okay, and those are largely perimeter defenses and uh, some kind of uh, some of the uh, kind of like remote. Um, like way stops uh, kind of like in the in the trails between here and the city um, that various like emplacements uh, weapon emplacements are set up on you know from previous conversations uh, with concern that you have they have been they have been slowly bleeding those um, because the um, because the resonators have been used offensively to make the city inhospitable, um, the kind of like backup gun emplacements have been taking the brunt of the damage from the the uh, megafauna of the planet are just kind of wrecking right. shit. Right. Um, so um, what I will say is that you do know uh, where maybe those repairs would be most useful because you've trans because the plan was to have Torsay transmit data back to Manticorp uh, about like where things were and weren't. If you can shore up uh, some of the defenses in areas where they think the defenses are failing, um, that will probably serve you best. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. All right, and then I imagine you'll need to get supplies. And I mean, you you guys were in a heated combat this morning. You probably want to get some repairs and and some sort of rest yeah. in uh, before continuing. On yeah, the rest I mean, of after this. all, we have twenty four hours. So oh yep, yep. oh yeah yeah totally. <laughs> um, Orion, you're also heading to the mining camp at this point, just from the city side, right? And uh, rock, you're you're kind of working till till late in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. I want to from here zoom out and talk to the players a little bit instead of the pilots. So from here, okay. Manticorp is arriving, and what I think makes the most sense is talking about on a whole how you guys are affecting. Uh, a defense and deception plan so that we don't necessarily have to do the down to the minute. Where do you go here? Where do you place this resonator? Like you, let's, let's just go over that in kind of like a tactics overview view. How do you buy time for these seven days and where those things fail and where they succeed is where we'll zoom in. So let's, let's talk as a group about what you guys are doing. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, one thing I can, I kind of been chewing on is, um, so I, I got this chunk of iridium, um, that I got from the mines and assuming we have the time to do this, I, like I was told, to, like, if there's like a way to like boost the signal, like I imagine they have some sort of scanner to check this. There's some way to detect that, like there's a chunk of iridium alloy or an, an amount of it. Like if there's a way to make this seem like there's a lot of the stuff, and like put it into like a big truck or something, and have it just literally drive in the opposite direction, that could you know like there probably could send some people to chase after that. Okay, and I don't know how long it would last, but so what you're getting at is like trying to make it look like a stockpile of iridium alum on the planet is being moved somewhere yeah. and using that as bait. Okay, a Trojan horse, if you will. Now, here's here's where I'm going to start talking about, like, the mechanics of what we want to do here. So I talked about 
uh, us using uh, some downtime action abilities as kind of like inspiration for um, what we're going to do from here. So if you all take a look at uh, what those actions are, um, I think we can frame some of these things you're doing uh, as these downtime actions to to and the one that like leaps right off the page in what we're doing here is buy some time um because oh, yeah. <laughs> that is ultimately what you're doing um now some of the other things like repairing defenses and things like that can also be things like scrounge and barter to get gears or assets or get creative to try to make something new um things like that but uh Charles, if you want this kind of uh, distraction ploy, um, I'm going to give all of you uh, like a big plan to enact to try and buy time. And then when we get to the end of you guys enacting the plans to try and buy time, we're going to see how effective they were. And that is going to determine basically how strong Manticore is uh, by the time they are ready to basically push on you in full um, and whether or not you can escape without getting into a fight, essentially. So, Charles, does that mean you want to start? I think so, unless people have like a really good idea that might be better use of our resources. It might also be worth it um, to discuss as a group, like, what are our plans like the two yeah, sure. two giant assets that you guys have on the table right now are your two largest successes, um, which yep. is you took the mine and rigged it to blow and you have set up the reactor in the city to be a diversion slash explosion. Yep. Um, so rock, for example, like if you want to make your role the actually setting up the iridium and planning the opportune moment to like lure them in and like blow up a large part of their force like mm -hmm. that might be an idea for you or like who wants to be in charge of like diverting them towards the mine and like getting them like completely hoodwinked into like investigating the mine and then turning out that it's not useful. You know what I mean? Like these are, these are things that you've already succeeded at. So you're going to get a bonus for using those as well on, t on top of this. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just say right now that that is my plan. Um, and nothing has changed to the point where I'm doing it and expecting to hear nothing before Manticore arrives and I have to start enacting it. So how how do you uh, are you initially attracting them to the power plant? Uh I don't think I need to do anything special for that to be completely honest with you. You made a good case for that in a previous episode where you specifically said like listen the city is down like if they arrive in the city and the power plant is operational like the first thing they're going to want to do is get things online and find out what happened here. Yeah, like it, it makes a lot of sense that the power plant would need to be investigated. OK. Um, and sense. if they don't all come, then so be it. I'd rather it be natural than um, give off anything or make any kind of like tell into what's going on. So. That makes sense. Um, uh, as far as the mines. um uh like i imagine they want to check the mines um but just in case 
they aren't doing that right away or soon enough. Um, uh, I, I think there should be some way to make sure they're, they're going off to, to check into the mines. Um, so we can have that happen as well. Okay. Otherwise, if, if they're aware something's up, you know, before they even start heading to the mines, they might be more cautious. Um, um, uh, so I, I'm just thinking, but they're going to think the, the tricky thing is they're going to think, our crew basically has has you know has beat it you know like we're out of here yes uh as far as your team is aware until you're spotted on planet by a scout or an observer who can get a message back to manticorp as far as you're aware based off of how the plan was set up manticorp thinks the dbc including its crew has left the system yeah. So that rolls out like us contacting them cr- directly as ourselves. Um but uh, we could still probably think of other ways to uh contact them or um mislead them. Um uh so uh, um Chuck, what about uh, like maybe we can combine your plan to like have some sort of convoy um, with making sure they also investigate the mine. Like maybe you have a convoy leaving uh, the mine or something like that. Uh, that's an idea. Well, actually, that only implies that like, so the whole plot around the mine was the fact that we never got inside. Well, so that's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that, convoy so that leaving, was... it seems like we were actually there and just totally the, the we're just hauling hauling the ore out of the mine yeah <laughs> you know yeah. with laser fire coming behind us missiles and all that because <laughs> the turrets are active now right yeah uh, the, the turrets now. yeah were reactivated um by comet as you left their firing range essentially yeah i was thinking more along the lines of like if they do figure out that we're at the um uh, this uh, bunker that we're hiding out in, like maybe when they arrive, we could say like we could build this narrative of saying that, oh crap, the um, uh, mana corpse here. Let's get out of here, and then they would see the um, truck leaving, <laughs> or the convoy. My bad. Yeah, I mean, even if uh, it, uh, you know, it doesn't have that much like iridium alum on it or whatever just like the fact that there's some sort of convoy going somewhere um could uh distract them you yeah, know yeah, I, I, I suppose that's the problem true. of someone has to be on the convoy i mean we can i'm sure we can like remotely pilot it i mean i i would imagine we have the technology for that kind of thing <laughs> does anyone have a brick <laughs> there you go that's that's as low tech as we need to get (laughs) i mean come on they're going fast considering what the data what kind of discs the data was on i think a brick is just as effective (laughs) whoa whoa, they just ran over a tree (laughs) so okay okay two bricks so i'm also gonna start giving you guys some context because like as it makes sense to like, I, I'd like you guys to coordinate and come up with like, what are your 
uh, delaying and distracting actions over the next week to try and buy as much time and um, kind of like cut into and deplete their forces as much as possible. And we'll see how effective those are. And they can be deployed at any time it feels uh, the most um, appropriate. Um, but what you all do know is that eventually uh, Orion uh, gets to the mining camp, informs his other two team members uh, that the timetables have been moved up. Um, a little bit. A little and bit. over the next day, a ship comes into orbit. Um, luckily, uh, your your new ally, um, uh, Casper, knows this knows this ship. Uh, or at least knows the fleet that the ship is from. Uh, he recognizes uh, its signals immediately, and he'll explain to you all that this is, it appears to be, the newest flagship for the Novus Innovare fleet. Um, it is like a first response fleet by the uh, by Manticorp. Um, it was likely sent here um as a test, um, he believes that that is how lowly uh, they think of this problem. Um, from what he knows of the Novus Innovare fleet, is it is where they test out all of their new warfare tech and toys. Um, this ship must be their new state-of-the-art top-of-the-line ship. Um, probably why such a large ship has a... Uh, system jump uh, loaded into it because the larger the ship is the more powerful and the more energy costly having a system in it to jump between systems is which kind of limits the type of ships that normally have it to a very middle of the road ship because normally very small ships are too small to have that kind of energy source in them and usually very large ships are so prohibitively large that it would be crazy amounts of power to use that kind of jump system. So the DBC kind of falls right in the sweet spot. The kind of ship that is in orbit over the planet right now is huge. It is a capital size ship. Um, and uh, he explains uh, that uh, if he had to guess, there are probably somewhere between three and five full lances on that ship. He is not sure if they are all like, you know, led by a lancer full group or if they have some uh, drone contingents or what the makeup of these systems are, but generally that type of capital ship can field five lances worth of mechs. Oh, Interesting. Good. Lucky us. What a coincidence. We're also three to five lances. Well, well you're three to five mechs. A lance is a yeah. group of mechs. Oh, you are one lance. <laughs> I, I forgot the terminology. Yep. And a half. One and a half. That is very true. Uh, you do have two. Uh, very skilled mech pilots from the Nobilis Affair that are on your side as well. I got an idea. We take their ship. It's so crazy it might work. I actually thought about that. 
<laughs> that would be that. You know what? That would be. Hmm. Would that be a whole new arc for this? Would I have <laughs> probably <laughs> jo- jo- Joyride take taking the flagship of the Novus Innovare? Man, that's. I mean. If that's, that's what you decide to do, I'll have to play it out. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> like I'm actually, I'm actually serious when I say this. You know, rather than wait this, you know, whatever number of days for the convoy, why don't we just take their ship well, as the convoy? Chuck, we have one problem. <laughs> the DBC is no longer on the planet. How do we get up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's figure that out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alright, so what I'm we do need a slingshot. is we, str- Build a we giant strap catapult. Chuck's mech onto a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna ram it head first and just cut through the uh cut through the side and take them out from the inside. Solo like incursion. I like it. Can't go wrong. Um <laughs> God, that would be interesting. <laughs> We'll make that plan C. So we, we, let's try to figure out something else. But that high, C. that high on the list. <laughs> yeah, that is very high. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Plan D. <laughs> okay, now you're being reasonable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. So, um, going back to buying us some time. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so I'm just thinking about like how we can sort of draw at least a contingent of them over to the mines. Um, and one idea is maybe we can stage an attack on the mine. We already attacked the mine and got in, but we can make it look like we're just attacking now. Um, send, send a small group over there. Uh, shoot off, shoot off some weapons so their readings pick it up or something. Um, and they're like, "Uh oh, the mine's being attacked by the colonists. We better get over there and get that situation under control." I mean, How's they're that? already going to check out the mines as it is because it's one of securing the mines is one of their top priorities. So, do you think like it's not even like? I shouldn't worry about that then. Like, they're yeah, just, I, I, probably I, I think that they're probably going to send maybe one full Lance team to secure the mines on its own. Okay. And with all of the destruction we already laid out and the active systems, I think on its own, it's probably good because whatever goes in there is going to get blown the fuck up anyways. <laughs> this is true. So okay. I think I think at least the mines are already a success. And I think we're kind of overthinking that a little bit. Okay. I, I think it'd be better to focus on breath versus death. Let's like let's try to figure out more ways to keep them busy rather than like building on existing ones. Because I yeah, like that makes sense. I like my idea of getting at least one sonic resonator set up that can be turned on whenever one group approaches like whatever our designated area is so that they can fight the local fauna like we have <laughs> yeah let's, let's throw some bees at them wasps acid shooting bugs whatever they are space space wasps the, the terror flies yes 
the evil bugs from, you know, heck. All right. Well, I mean, that's, that's like a, essentially my guerrilla tactic here. I'm not just going to let them get in and then blow up the reactor. I was planning on setting up the resonators to have them go off around them and or like to take out a full lance unit with the resonators and then try to get more in as in a second wave. Yeah. And uh, we're going to we're going to basically look at the narrative around each role and how successful it is as like individual things. So um, I'd like you all to kind of like figure out what your major ploy is going to be. And um, like I'm going to use full full like what makes sense makes sense. So some of these things you do might be more effective than others by orders of magnitude. Um, We'll just have to see how they play out and what it does is what it does. Um, But I just want to see what you guys are doing with the time you have available to you. Okay. All right, so All right. who like we're going to we're going to kind of like handle this as as kind of uh you know what we would see in in almost like cutaway montages of the the various skirmishes and encounters and um like Ocean's 11 style plots going off <laughs> uh on this on the on the planet uh as this advances. Um so I will tell you the first thing that happens uh, as the ship uh, enters orbit is um, you can't miss it. Uh, all of you know it's happened because it is a worldwide broadcast sent to everywhere all at once from the ship. Um, it has audio and visual data. Um, so if what you have plays video, it does that. Um, but you also notice back in the mining camp that the same message is coming across uh, the various radios and loudspeakers around the camp, too. Uh, it is an older uh, kind of pausing and starting, stopping and starting like uh, it's a, a masculine voice. Um, sounds very like it, it's very pausing. Um, as you get the video feeds, there is a uh, what looks to be what you would imagine, especially for you, Rock, to be like an old like military uh, officer. Uh, perhaps he is a retired military officer. Um, he's very hawkish. Um, his his <laughs> brow is drawn into a permanent furrow. Um, he wears his manticorp uniform which while being a company uniform he wears with all the stiffness and starchness uh, as if it was a full naval naval officer's uniform Um, he stands upright with his hands behind his back um, staring like deadpan straight ahead of him into the camera as he makes an announcement to all the people on the planet My name is Kito Armbar, and I am the fleet commander of the Novus Unovare. You all know that this planet rightfully belongs to Manticorp, and as such, acting against us means you are all, well... Lawless savages. 
I don't need to do anything but wrangle you all back into your cages. You've all done more than enough damage that I don't think anyone would bat an eye at what happens to you. But luckily for you, I am a kind man. And if you stop this futile struggle, I will allow you all to return to your lives in Flus Delta. And with the gracious patronage of Manticorp, we will help you rebuild and start your repayment of lost property. Normally, I would give you mere moments to offer your unconditional acceptance of our terms, as gracious as they are. But as I said, I am a kind man. You have two hours. And then the feed cuts off. Wow, he is a friendly guy. If he was truly a kind man, he would have put one of Astro's movies on instead of that speech. (laughs) (laughs) Something I agree on. Wait, they're better than that? Uh, Some of them. Are you kidding? I don't uh, think uh, that uh, guy's uh, ever done an audition in his life. Delivery was all off. I mean, he's definitely hamming it up right there. I mean, seriously, like, did he really did he really have to say he's kind multiple times? Like, we weren't convinced he wasn't already? <laughs> well, yeah, bad, bad writing, too. Uh, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave some clip notes on the way out. How's that? Cliff notes? Okay, not clip notes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Who's Cliff? Pa- <laughs> Who's Cliff? And what pa- are Pyre's pa- pa- notes so important? <laughs> uh, po- positive feedback. I only have negative feedback for him. So Well, that gives what? us two hours to ensure whatever plans we have go through, or at least to prepare. I hope is, you guys are ready. Is everyone back at the um you guys, at this point? You guys can have been in communication at this point. I don't know, uh, Rock, you'll have to tell me. Have you returned to the mining camp after you moved the Iridium? Like, I also need to know a little bit about what you were planning so that we can talk about, like, the timing of how things play out. Uh, I am guessing that I've been working throughout the night mm-hmm. with uh, No Say. Um, Probably burning them s- stems as well, then. Yep. Um, we would have set up and distributed the iridium to increase the yield best we can, repaired and remoted as many of the um, um, resonators as we could, if nothing else, the ones on the side of the spaceport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I would – is the, sh- the sled like something that he can drive, like a truck, or does it have to be pulled? Uh, it – it is something that is not as fast as you unless it is towed, but it can uh, it can move on its own. It's like okay. it, it's like max speed is like 25 miles per hour. 
Alright, I'll give him the option to take that back or to stay here with me. But oh, he's leaving. He is a huge coward. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, he wants to be um, as far away as possible. He heard that same speech come over like the intercoms in the power plant at the same time. Like it it played everywhere. Uh, all right. And then I'll just tell him, you know, keep it light. Go slow if you have to. Don't show up on any of their scans. Whatever you got to do to keep the power minimum. That kind of thing, which I think he knows. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he like he like nods at you. He like he oddly keeps looking at you and doesn't really say anything. He is looking at you oddly before he leaves, though. Uh, I also hand him a smart scope. You can use this to scout out to see if someone's trying to get closer to you. Help you out best you can. I won't need it here. He like nods appreciatively. Uh, well, uh, yeah. And then he, like, nods and goes off to the sled. Yeah. All right, uh, and then I probably camp myself inside one of the buildings, uh, to where I can see them coming. Like, okay. And, and be able to start working this and do what I'm good at. Yeah, basically doing the, the, doing the equivalent of, uh, being the, um, the conductor. <laughs> um, so I imagine that, uh, rock has been out of contact then. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, strictly. I, yeah. So you've, I you trust. three have only had each other to talk to about your combining plans. Yep, that's why I've not said a thing. I I trust them to do what they need to do and hope that they trust that I know what to do. Okay. Um and importantly, it definitely is the city that happens first. Rock, you got in just under the wire. Um as you are completing the final stages of your setup, getting uh various um Sonic resonators equipped. Uh, You're able to get two of them online, uh, one in the industrial area near the power plant and one in the residential area leading towards kind of like the edges of the industrial area leading away from the center of the city. Um, those were the two areas that um, were mostly undamaged and just needed basically a new power supply. So you were able to get those fixed. Mm-hmm. Um and you have uh, successfully, as far as you're aware, rigged the iridium alum to the power plant. And you imagine that that whole district will go up now uh, when you when when you trigger it. OK, and I do have like a remote trigger for it. I yes, assume the, the last Nose thing. Set that up. Yeah, the last thing that no say kind of worked on for you was making sure that the um the kind of like server racks that you got in place there. Um, he was able to um, basically set up in the system uh, a bunch of a bunch of like. Basically commands that will go off all at once uh, when you send it a single code phrase um, and it will simultaneously overcharge all their reactors and he you two together have basically set the iridium alum in places that will be closest to where the explosions of the power plant are when it explodes so that they can explode Mm -hmm. sounds good all right um so let's talk about what kind of role this is going to be 
Um, buy some time makes a lot of sense. Um, but I am willing to hear arguments for any of the other ones. Like as as still skill triggers again. Well, or? so so if you look at downtime actions, because we're we're using these as kind of like a way to go through the montage of what I we're see. doing. Uh- is there there was a place in Compcom they had this? Is that they oh, that so off? it changed. I had such a hard time finding it in Compcom. If you go to Compendium and then mm-hmm. Action Economy, and then scroll all the way down to the bottom, it goes per turn, and then like reactions, oh, wow. and then at the very bottom there is downtime actions. Ooh. Man, they hide that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, buy some time, of course. Um, yeah, I that's probably the closest it, when it comes to just downtime action. I mean, you look at power to cost, and it's like it it makes sense, sort of, but mm-hmm. like a reverse power to cost, like yes. they're they're you know losing power at a cost and and we can totally go the route of interpreting that way as well um if we need to scrounge and barter based off of what some of the people back in the mining camp do scrounge and barter might make sense to like get things to help you against a manticorp when they come but like i think it's pretty like it's pretty clear that the thing you're doing is buying some time right yep agreed okay Hopefully all right. they're all there and it buys all the time. Yeah. Um, Rock, uh, you get prepared as things start. And already uh, things are a little bit different than you're expecting. Um, you expect them to send some scouts down to, to get things ready. And in a sense, they do. Um, you expect drop ships. You know that you know, in the military, the kind of like pod ships are kind of like the standard to take a a full group of lancers into combat. Mm-hmm. And generally, you know, they'll either fire them from atmosphere or the pod ship itself will break atmosphere and kind of drop them off. Mm-hmm. You see what almost looks like a star shower above you. You look up. And it's a bunch of tiny dots just like flaring up in the atmosphere. It almost looks like a a comet shower heading towards the city. About 25 of them. I'd say, you know, that's, you know, it's funny. That's kind of about the amount I was thinking. (laughs) Uh huh. Uh, as you look out your kind of uh, your holdout spot, um, what ends up arriving above the city doesn't look quite the same configuration as what you expected. You see a bunch of not quite humanoid machines that kind of swarm and move almost like a flock of birds. Uh, various mechanical devices larger barely than like a lawnmower like a riding lawnmower they're all like slightly larger than a riding lawnmower Mm -hmm. 
and they seem to be moving in almost like a swarm or like a flock, like a bunch of birds. They are casting over the area. Um, and they start to break off little bits of the swarm. will go one place or another place or duck around a building or like move through various, um, uh, various like pathways in between buildings. The odd thing that you notice is that yes, they do provoke some of the megafauna in the city. Um, and they're, extremely deadly um there are a couple of times when a stray one of these devices will stray into an area that is a little bit more compact with creatures and will invoke the ire of a small swarm of terror flies and what you see happen systematically over and over is a small swarm of terror flies will get after one of these and a whole subsection of 10 of the other drones will break off from the swarm and basically do like the dogfighting maneuver of like, oh, you're behind one of us and now we all get behind you and shoot you out of the sky. Um, and they are basically tearing up uh, the the terror flies with. I wouldn't call it small arms fire, um, but I would call it like various high rate like machine gun fire is what it appears like these small bit like independent operating drones are unlike anything you've seen in your time in the military they're operating almost as if under the will of a single controller and moving like a single organism yeah i i figured um I don't think there's any way I can... Yeah, there's no way I can, like, trace that back or anything, huh? You can try. Tell me what you're doing. I mean, I'd love to trace the signal back to where it's coming from, but... Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's totally a thing you can do. And this doesn't have to be part of your 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 role to see the outcome of your sabotage. Um, this can be a separate pilot role. You just have to tell me what you'd be attempting and how you're doing it. Uh, I, I assume I see, that's the thing is like, I don't know how that works. Um, I have a, I have a sensor range and if it's outside that, would I be able to tell or okay, can so, I like triangulate because there's multiple of them maybe? Yes. So here's the thing. If you're, if you're using your sensor range and doing like, uh, like your tech attack ability, that is literally just like a scan or something. We would just follow the, in the book rules for doing the action, scanning something which you can totally do if that's what you want to do. If what you want to do is specifically like take an action to do like uh, a skill, um, like, and you can tell like in, um, in the same area where we're looking at the downtime actions, you'll notice that a full action you can do is just skill check. Right. And basically uh -huh. you can, uh, make a skill check as a full action. Um, and that just involves you telling me, just like a normal pilot role, what you're trying to do. I tell you what the risks of failure are. We determine if you have any bonuses or downsides that will reduce your role, and then we roll it. Uh, yeah, I want to try to triangulate like where they're coming from, because I'm assuming they're outside of my sensor range, but... Uh, I would like to try that. Okay. See, like, just like 
pick one or two and find out where the feed is coming from. Yeah. And, and especially is know. like they're they're spreading out over this the the area and you're very hard to find. So there there's very likely a chance where they get closer to you and not mm-hmm. necessarily like in range for you to scan them completely or do like a tech attack on them, but like close enough that you'd be able to like contact them or see them on the iff reader Mm -hmm. or something like that and so you're you're using like what scant data you have that's coming in now i don't believe this is one of the things that you're specifically like better at unfortunately not really no okay um so um what you can do is you can make a pilot skill check um There is, uh, I'm going to tell you, so I'm, I'm going to kind of hack this rule a little bit. There are two stages of information you can learn. So I'm not calling this risky, but there is something you'll get between 10 and 19 and something else you'll get for 20 and above. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm not even, there's no triggers, I think, that work here, unless I can charm these robots. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately, you don't have, like, an enhancement suite, and you're not Astro, so. So just just pilot grit roll? This sounds like it's going to be a flat pilot roll, and just see where it lays. I got an 11. Hey, there we go, an 11. That's, that's enough to get some info here. Um, here's what you get, because they are projecting an IFF signal, they are all projecting the same signal. And the signal they're projecting is odd um, because it is like the signal projected by an MC. But all of them have the exact same signal. Mm -hmm. And there is normally information associated with that. And you get all of that information which is the pilot name and their call sign. Uh, these are drones being piloted somehow, somewhere, by someone in an MC. Um, their name is Melissa Honora, call sign Buzz. Okay, I don't get like a direction for where it's coming from or anything. You get the direction of the drones um the i will i i won't give you the information you would get on a 20 plus but i will give you that it is odd that you feel like them being operated this effectively would mean that their operator would have to be also within range somewhere Right. That's kind of what I'm assuming at this point now. Right. When what I'm getting at is like you would find it odd that you didn't find that information. Hmm. Okay. Um shit. How many yeah, do, it, do I know how I'm many sorry. drones there are? You said like twenty five? About twenty five. Um I'm sorry, you the full information you get is that uh, the pilot is squad leader Melissa Honora, call sign Buzz. Okay. I forgot you get the rank if they're part of like an organized group as well.
All right. I mean, uh, you still have your plan set up. You can still take action on that if you would like. Um, if there is more you want to do leading up to or leading away from that, we can discuss that as well. But you just let me know what Rock would do and what you would like to do and how you would like to see this scene play out. Can uh, Do any of the terrorflies get any attacks on the drones? Can I tell how strong they are? Uh, you can tell um, that the... You can tell that the drones are uh, taking a page out of your book a little bit. They're extremely hard to hit. Um, in the time you watch them, you probably only see one get scored a hit on by a Terrafly. From that, you can tell that they are sturdier than a normal drone would be, but not as strong as an MC by far. Like a hardy piece of equipment basically, okay. is all upon the level that they would be. Okay. Um, I'll give it a little bit of time. Where where does where do the drones go? Are they just over the entire city? They, like that's, that's a big range. No, no, no. They are, they are staying relatively close together because when one is in trouble, they will double back to assist it. Um, they, they almost, like I said, they move kind of like a flock of birds. So just scale that up by like 15. Right. So like mm -hmm. if you imagine a flock of birds, imagine that space times 15 because they're about 15 times larger than birds or something. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. just scale that analogy up and that's about the amount of area they're covering. OK. Yeah, no, I don't have a good uh, way to deal with this at the moment, so I'm just keeping an eye on them. OK. And they are investigating the city. It does seem like they are going through the areas that you figured like a group of investigators or like a scout group would be investigating the city, uh, including they are headed generally in the direction of the power plant. OK, they are they are like scanning down the roads in between Basically, the spaceport and the power plant. They descended over top of the spaceport and are moving their way southeast through the city towards the power plant. All right, I'm going to activate one of the beacons, the one that's like a little bit closer to me, just for like about 10 seconds and then turn it off again to see what they do. Uh, a group of three of them do divert to check the area. Like immediately, like as soon as like power of some sort starts to move in the city, three of them divert, head towards the beacon. Um, the creatures uh, in the area like start to get riled up, but the the resonator isn't on long enough to like create a migration or anything. Mm hmm. Oh, I don't have any good way to deal with this. So, yeah, I, I can't really stop them. They'll move in further. And then once they get further away, I'll activate it again, I guess. Just toy with them for a little bit. All right. Yeah. And uh, it takes them some time. Like you turn one on and then like see them jet over an area. They examine what the megafauna is doing. You see it turn off. Um, they disperse. Um, and that works like three times uh and then the next time you do it they ignore it completely 
About how far away are they? Uh, from you, from the power plant, or from the resonators? From me. From you, I'd say they're like a few city blocks away and like fl- many floors h- higher than you in the sky. Like they're they like if if there's if there's various like five story buildings in the area you're in, they'd be where like a ten story building roof is. Okay. Um but when they investigate something, they do come down to about roof level. Ah, oh, this is stupid, but I can't let them get there. So, I I are they within range of my rifles? Uh, they would probably be within range of your rifle. How well, actually, how long is your range for your rifle? Uh, 20. If you wait for the opportune moment when they're flying through your range, most of them will be within range for a limited amount of time. Yes. Uh, I want to get their attention by taking a shot and then immediately hiding in the different buildings. Okay. Yeah, we can try that. Um, so yeah, as they're making their way along, um, you sight the flock heading past over your area. Um, they are doing their weird, almost like moving like a wave kind of flying V pattern. Uh, you take aim at one of them and this is going to be your actual shot from your mech. So go ahead and go ahead and roll up your rifle. Okay. Uh, let's see. Gotta add up all my stuff again. Yeah, I'll of course like steady my aim and everything too. Of course, of course. You you can basically get the best shot you can get here. Yeah, I'm doing it from hidden, so I think that's two, right? Sure. Two accuracy. Uh, well, uh, well, hidden just gives another accuracy. So if you had an accuracy, then that's plus one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the steadying my aim does that. Right. So accuracy. one plus one. Uh, yeah, totally. And then my weapon has an accuracy. So I've got three accuracy plus one. Uh, and then um, just just to kind of baseline everything out now, uh, I'm going to assume over this time you've all vented and gone down to zero heat. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. so we're going to say all of you are currently at zero heat. Um mm-hmm. And then let's just call it out right now. I want to know the people back at the mining camp um, and and rock. I don't I don't know if maybe you had some time. Do any of you repair like leading up to this? Has any repairing happened? I do not. um, And not only that, I have uh, I have uh, Dine has actively tried to maintain the charge of his uh, his big cannon from the previous battle. Okay, I, I'm going to use my last repair capacity to heal up all the way. Okay, so Rock is at full full repair, full HP going into the start of this. Yeah, I'm also going to be spending a uh, my one of my repair caps. All right, so uh, I won't in. be Chimera. You're back to full health at the cost of one of your repair.
You all dumped heat. Um, I'm going to tell uh, you, Orion, that this has been over a day and you continuously basically trying to keep that charge up over this extended period of time is going to take a toll on your mech. Mm. All right, in that case, I'll just I'll I'll just let the charges go. Dine Dine wouldn't so let it. So hot you could fry an egg on it. So <laughs> hot you would destroy the egg. There wouldn't be an egg. So hot the floor might melt. <laughs> Dine wouldn't let the wouldn't Dine wouldn't let that risk happen, I don't think. Okay. In this situation. Uh, there's a chance that if you start getting like a smart system in place in the future, uh, we might be willing to re-examine whether or not you're able to do yeah. that. But something it's other just, than Dyne regulating yeah. it. It's just over that period of time. It's just it, there are there are limits to what materials can handle. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Everyone dumped heat. Chimera and Rock have healed. So let's pick it up from there. Rock, go ahead. All right, rolling my shot. Uh, it is a 22. Uh, 22 will uh, hit, and it, that, obviously it's above 20. Uh, that means it's a crit, and when I crit, I can uh, call out a target and hit one of their... Uh, I can make like a called shot with it. Um, so I'm going to do... What is a, a headshot? They only have line of sight to adjacent spaces for the one that I hit. Assuming it survives. So basically, yeah. you you instantly scramble. It's like uh, it's like sensor systems with your shot. Right, right. Uh, dealing seven damage. Seven total. Mm -hmm. And that is armor piercing, correct? It is. Yes. Um. So it doesn't matter actually, uh, okay. because you have shot it out of the sky. Um. It's just explodes into parts um and you will notice very interestingly like this the few seconds you have to like observe before you take cover and make sure you aren't seen as soon as one of the flock is destroyed all the rest of them fan out in such uniformity it's it's almost like a single thing being pulled outwards. Like it's almost like, you know, when you pull on threads and they all pull out at the same exact time or like, you know, those little like mm -hmm. physics balls that are all scrunched up. And when you pull them out, they turn into those big balls yep. like they 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 separate from each other in that kind of way that in that swiftly. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to then move to a new area, hide, and activate like the resonators. Okay, as many as I can. All right. Yeah, you turn them on, um, and just that starts to cause chaos in the city. Um, if you if you leave them on, um, the creatures uh, start getting drawn out of their dens and pulled to the resonators, definitely filling up those districts, the industrial district and the residential district closest to the power plant are kind of getting overrun a little bit with um, the megafauna. Uh, the remaining uh, kind of like sensor drone screen uh, sweeps over the area. It is doing 
uh, very odd series of maneuvers. Uh, you'll notice now they're flying in various different patterns um, and they are doing different things. Um how are you are you monitoring like what directions they're going and whatnot? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm paying close attention. All right. Um you will notice um that they like note where they got shot at and none of them returns to the area from which the original one was shot. It's almost like that part of the sky has been marked out by them as like a no fly zone in some ways. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start making my way through the city, uh, avoiding them best I can to get to like a new part of the city. Okay. Uh, and repeat the process. Take one out and then move on. Okay. And now we've already seen you do this successfully once. So I think we're not going to belabor the point here and make this part of the ongoing narrative. You continue this process. And I think that this ties into your ultimate goal here. You tell me like, what are you trying to achieve with these drones here? Are you trying to take them all out? Are you trying to get them to go away? Like what is your, what's your stated goal? I am going to now create a net around the power plant of no fly zone for them got you okay uh and i will lower and then turn off the resonators after the shots have been fired for a little while okay and uh so i am actually going to make this your role um which is actually very interesting that it went in this direction and you'll see why um but uh we're going to call this your buy some time um, you are basically doing a, a, a cat and mouse routine, trying to keep these drones from investigating the power plant, mm-hmm. um, protecting it in, in many ways. Um, when you buy some time, you try to stave off a reckoning, extend a window of opportunity, or just buy some time and breathing room for your group, which is well exactly what you're doing. So you've described your plan. So now it's time to roll. Uh, what are you going to call upon for your buy some time roll? Um, show off. Uh, assault. Definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And potentially get somewhere quickly. But that, that one's up to you, I guess. All right. I don't know. They're all up to you, of course. But um, So we're just going to. um. Take a look here. So the only thing I am on the edge about is assault and show off both in their own way makes sense, but using them together, I'm not sure is much more effective than just using one or the other because you're not doing anything on top of one that adds to the other. Um, so I might ask you to just take the plus four from assault here, since that's okay. your higher bonus. Sure. Um, what I will give you, though, um, and this is because just because how it played out is advantageous to you. You're mm-hmm. taking. So if you're taking care, if you're taking advantage of a narrative conceit, 
that is advantageous, it makes sense for you to get a bonus for that. So because you're exploiting something that is particularly their weakness, I'm giving you accuracy on the roll. Okay. So this is going to be uh, a d20 plus four plus d6 for your accuracy. A pilot grit making it five, right? Uh, yes. Skills. I... We're going to have to double check that later, but let's say yes for now. Okay. Uh, and then is get somewhere quickly added in or no? No, it's just going okay. to be the, the plus four from assault. Okay. Uh, that's a 17. 17. So uh, four, uh, 17 um, in the uh, buy some time action uh anywhere between a 10 and a 19 is you buy enough time but the situation becomes precarious or desperate the next time you get this result for the same situation you treat it as a nine or less ultimately what we're saying here jay is that you do this but the situation becomes precarious and the reason it becomes precarious is because the drones leave and basically nearly on top of your location you see a pod ship entering. Um, But the drones never fully leave. Um, They pull back to above the space station. And when the uh, drop ship uh, of uh, New Lance appears, you see various Manticorp MCs leaving the... um, the spaceport mm-hmm. now being given cover and scouted for by those um, drones. Uh, so they have a little bit more forward warning about what they're getting into, but you have drawn down an actual lance to the planet rather than it being just these drones. Gotcha. All right. All right, and then here's the thing. What we're going to go immediately into is the effect of what you accomplished at the power station. This isn't the, your downtime role. You're, you already use that for your, your drones. Um, I did tell you, you guys have two very useful assets, uh, and that is that you successfully did the power plant and the mine, uh, as far as you're aware. Um Rock, uh, as the kind of split out and move through the city, surprisingly, you working so hard to keep the drones away from the power plant seems to have indicated to this Lance that's exactly where they want to go. Yep. Um, And escorted by these drones, uh, this Lance of four MCs makes their way through the city meticulously, taking out small pods of various wildlife, but they are not they are not drawn in by your resonator plot um, because they are so focused on the power plant at this point. Um, they take a route that goes around them, knowing that they are there because of the drones. But they do arrive at the power plants. Uh, including the mech with the drones you well, don't I know i wouldn't know that you know yeah. that there are four mcs escorted by about 22 maybe 21 drones eh, that's good enough 
<laughs> yeah, I'll uh, once <laughs> once I'm sure that they're like inside and everything, uh, and I'm at a, a somewhat safe distance. I'm already trying to head out of there. I'll detonate. And the scene you see is. Oh, I I don't look at it. You don't look at the explosion behind you. Come on. Of course not. (laughs) Come on, guys. Of course not. (laughs) The scene the viewers of this show see is a inferno. The iridium alum creates an explosion of a sort that in some ways looks almost otherworldly, hellish in some ways. The iridium alum burns a very bright, very sudden green whenever it's ignited. And in a way, when this power plant goes up, this initial fireball sends this lance scattering back, but not quicker than this giant fell flame of green explodes out of that quarter of the city taking as far as you're aware them and everything they were escorting out as well as that entire sector one fourth of flu delta is now a crater and there is no response from the lance that went to investigate all the drones that accompanied them have been destroyed and Based off of the estimations uh, that you have for Casper, the fighting force of I Manticorp has been reduced by that. a full fifth. Well, uh, well yeah, not they, you, yeah. but the people watching. Yeah. Nice. Those drones were the problem. Glad those got taken care of, to be honest. Yeah, hopefully they don't have more of those drones. Why? Why'd you have to say that? spoiler you know what you know what what? i I regret i regret nothing and with this small but powerful victory uh, against manticorp we're gonna call it an end to this session you have a long road from here holding out these remaining five days but this is a strong first strike starting off on the right foot let's hope you can keep it up if you're gonna get off of this planet alive no problem Nothing ever goes wrong for us. <laughs> nope. There's there's nothing. There's no problems here. It's going to go off without a hitch. Okay, and now it's my turn to say, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's By my turn. it going off, I mean lots of explosions with us in the middle of it, so. Yeah. I mean, isn't that every Astro Jammin' movie ever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, was going to be my question. So it makes it <laughs> exciting all right well thanks everyone for joining us we'll uh follow up with these brand new uh (laughs) anti-corp gorillas and see how they continue the fight in our next session bye let's keep it going